praise Ahaya through Yeshaya. Praise his blessed name. We've got to praise Ahaya through Yeshaya. Praise his blessed name. Thank you, Father Ahaya. You are worthy of all praise and honor and thanksgiving. You are worthy of all praise, honor, and glory, and thanksgiving for everything. Yes, you are worthy. You are worthy. Ahaya, you are worthy of all the honor, thanksgiving. You are worthy of all the praise and glory. Ahaya, you are worthy of all praise. You are worthy, yes, worthy. You are worthy of all the praise. Thank you, Ahaya, for everything that you've done and is doing and yet to do in our life. We give you praise and honor and glory and thanksgiving. Yes, we praise you, Father Almighty. Ahaya, Asha, Ahaya. I am that I am, as in Exodus chapter 3, verses 13 and 14 and 15. Ahaya, Ashar, Ahaya, I am that I am. He said, uh, tell them Ahaya sent me unto them. Yeah, Ahaya is our almighty father. He is Ahaya most almighty. Yeah, he is Alahim. Alahim, yes. Ahaya is our almighty father. He's the great I am, yes. Praise Ahaya through Yeshaya, our Savior. We give Ahaya praise. We thank him for everything, yes. He takes care of us every day. He takes care of us in every way. So let's praise him. Let's praise him. Praise Ahaya today. Yes, let's praise him. Praise him. Praise Ahaya today. Praise Ahaya today and every day. We've got to praise him. Come on, people. Praise him. Let's praise Ahaya today. Let's praise him for everything. 
He is worthy of all praise and honor and glory and thanksgiving. Give a higher praise. He is worthy of all the praise and honor. Thank you, Father. We praise you today. We praise you in everything, every day. Yes, we do. Let's praise him. Praise him. Let's praise the highest today. Yes, we got to praise him. Praise him. Praise the highest today. So let's praise Ahia. While we can, we got to praise him. And you know what? You may think we're living in a time that has never been before. Whoa. So you think none of this has ever happened before. What we're going through. Well, let's go to Ecclesiastes chapter 1. We'll start at verse 1. But first, Shalom, everyone. This is Evangelist James and his beautiful wife, Evangelist Louise. And she's, Louise is over at her daughter's right now, helping her. And uh, she says, Shalom to everyone out there. And uh, she misses not doing much on the... Uh, radio right now, but praise the highest, she's helping her daughter with some ministry and ministering to her and stuff, and uh, anyways, uh, we're with scriptures across the world and Watchman Street Ministry here on Repent Radio, Anchor.fm. Well, now it's Spotify for podcasters. And we do have a praise, prayer, testimony, and discussion line. And that number is 407-476-7163. And it's open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And uh, you can leave a prayer. You can leave a testimony or praise report, may want to even read some scripture, or have a discussion, give us a call. It's a three-minute pre-recorded line, and uh, it helps you get out there, too, to let people know about Ahia and Yeshaya. It's a good way to minister. And these radio broadcasts go all over the world. 
And well, anyways, give us a call at 407-476-7163. And uh, we're going to be at Ecclesiastes chapter 1. And uh, just think, it's like the same old story. You know how people would say, same old song and dance? Well, uh, think about it this way. Let's start it here. We're not going to read the whole uh, chapter, but we're going to start at verse 1. And <clears throat> the words of the preacher, the son of David, king of Jerusalem, vanity of vanities, Saith the preacher, vanity of vanities, all is vanities. What profit hath a man of all his labor, which he taketh under the sun? One generation passeth away, and another generation cometh, but the earth abideth forever. Okay, so one generation will pass away than another generation. And when you do your work and your labor, somebody else from the next generation, your children or grandchildren take over and so on. And, and it says, uh, but the earth abides forever. The sun also ariseth, and the sun goeth down, and hasteth to the place where he arose. And the wind goeth toward the south, and turneth about unto the north. It whineth about continually, no, it whirleth about continually. And the wind returneth again according to his circuits. Okay. All the rivers run into the sea, yet the sea is not full unto the place from whence the rivers come. Thither they return again. All things are full of labor. Man cannot utter it. The eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor the ear filled with hearing. So all things are full of labor, and man cannot utter it. The eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor the ear filled with hearing. The thing that hath been... Okay, remember, the thing that hath been, it is that which shall be. So what has been shall be. Okay. So remember that, what's been shall be, and that which is done is that which shall be done. So what's been shall be, and what is done shall be done. And there is no new thing under the sun. 
we might as well do the whole chapter. So there is nothing new under the sun because what has been shall be, you know. And the things that are are done are things that shall be done. And there is nothing new under the sun. Think about that. So could there have been people driving around vehicles at one time before and having airplanes back, way back? Nothing new under the sun. What has what been done is that which shall be done, you know. Nothing new under the sun. Is there anything where I may be said, see, this is new. So these cell phones we got now and computers, could they have been way back when? Think about that, because it's saying, is there anything whereof it may be said, see, this is new? It has been already of old time, which was before us. So all this stuff that we're going through now could have been at one time. There is no remembrance of former things, neither shall there be any remembrance of things that are to come with those that shall come after. So there's no remembrance of former things, it's saying, to the ones that are, you know, after. Neither shall there be any remembrance of things that are to come with those that shall come after. I, the preacher, was king over Yasharala in Jerusalem, and I gave my heart to seek and search out by wisdom concerning all things that are done under heaven. This sore travail hath Allahim given to the sons of men to be exercised therewith. So sore travail comes from searching, seeking and searching out wisdom concerning all things that are done under heaven. I have seen all the works that are done under the sun. And behold, all is vanity and vexation of spirit. So everything that is done, all the works that are done under the sun, is nothing but vanity and vexation of spirit. That which is crooked cannot be made straight, and that which is wanting cannot be numbered. I communed with my 
own heart, saying, Lo, I am come to great estate, and have gotten more wisdom than all they that have been before me in Jerusalem. Yea, my heart hath great experience of wisdom and knowledge. So Solomon saying he had much wisdom and knowledge because he searched it out. That's what he asked for was to do judgment that he couldn't. He was young at the time when Ahia said, ask me what I shall do for you. And that's what he asked for was wisdom and knowledge. So he would, he could know how to do what he needed to do. And so he says, I commune with my own heart, saying, Lo, I am come to great estate, and have gotten more wisdom than all they that have been before me in Jerusalem. Yea, my heart had great experience of wisdom and knowledge. And I gave my heart to know wisdom and to know madness and folly. I perceive that this also is vexation of spirit. For in much wisdom is much grief. And he that increaseth knowledge increaseth sorrow. Wow. Think about that. The more knowledge you get and the more wisdom, more wisdom you get is much grief. The more knowledge you get, it increases sorrow. But what we're getting at is same old stories, same old song and dance or nothing new under the sun. What's happened now has happened before. That's what it says right here. Is there anything whereof it may be said, see this is new? It has been already of old time, which was before us. And then right before that, it said, uh, The thing that hath been, it is that which shall be. And that which is done is that which shall be done. And there is no new thing under the sun. All these different religions, hey, nothing new under the sun. All these different gods that they have. And they like the chariots in the sky. Wow. Nothing new under the sun. Because remember, Elijah went up in a chariot of fire. Think about that. 
and uh, people are reporting being in these uh, chariots or them getting abducted and stuff. Well, uh, there is fallen angels that are probably driving some of them. But then the true angels may have some too because it does talk about in the scriptures that he's got, that Ahia's got 20,000 of them. Praise Ahia. He could have as many as he wants. He created everything. And he probably doesn't even need them. Praise Ahaya for everything. Yeshia is our Savior. He's the one that paid the price for us. It wasn't like Jesus. But on the thing that's uh, nothing new under the sun. Well, they're claiming that in Antarctica, there's a giant awakening. Well, the giants of old may be waking up. Or the, uh, or what they call the, uh, or they could be cloned. We don't know what they're doing in uh, Antarctica anyway. But, you know, nothing new under the sun. Just remember that if you start seeing them coming at you, remember Ahaya and Yeshaya is more powerful than a million of them. You could have a million of them attacking people and uh, all you got to do is say you better get out of here in Yeshaya's mighty name. They got to flee. Why do they got to flee? Because Yeshaya's name's the most, that's the name above all names. Don't believe me. Try it out. Those demons will run and tremble when you tell them Yeshaya's name. They'd be like, oh, we better get away from them. Oh, man, he knows what the true names are. 
Yeah, H3467, Yasha. Equal Savior. In the Paleo-Hebrew, Yeshaya equals my Savior. You really want to see him run, use Ahaya Yeshaya. That's Ahaya, my Savior. Praise Ahaya through Yeshaya. Praise his blessed name. We got to put on our full armor and have it on always. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 18. Finally, my brethren, be strong in Ahia and in the power of his might. So you'd better be strong in Ahia and the power of his might. Not your might, but Ahia's might. So be strong in Ahia and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of Ahia that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places. So we wrestle not against, that's why we got to put on the whole armor of Ahia that we may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil is because we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities because there's devils over different principalities and against powers against the rulers of the darkness of this world in other words these religious systems these different uh like communist uh all of these uh socialist and all these other agendas even capitalism and uh, atheist we got up they're the ones that rule in the darkness of the world and we've got a war against them, not by flesh and blood. And against spiritual wickedness in high places. Against Satan and his minions and all these fallen angels and their armies. The governments and all. 
So it says, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of Ahiah. So we're to take the whole armor of Ahiah that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. So we've got to take the full, the whole armor of Ahiah that we may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Because we got to be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And so it says, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of Ahiah, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. In other words, you've got to put on that belt of truth. And having on that breastplate of righteousness. So you've got to have the truth and righteousness. And uh, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. So peace, okay, truth, righteousness, and peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. So there you have it. The uh, You've got, okay, faith. So you've got truth, righteousness, peace, and faith, and above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Some of the fiery darts? No. All the fiery darts of the wicked. You sure it's not just some of the fiery darts? No. All the fiery darts of the wicked. So all the fiery darts of the wicked, yep. What you got to do. Okay, so. Uh, pray, okay. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of Ahiah. So you got to take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of Ahia. So salvation and the word of Ahia. So you got to have, okay, whole armor. Of Ahia. One is truth, righteousness, peace, faith, and uh, 
Salvation. And uh, the word of Ahia. Praise Ahia. And, okay, 18, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance, perseverance and supplication for all saints. So, prayer. That's the uh, armor. Truth, righteousness, peace, faith, salvation, the word of Ahia, and prayer. Praise Ahia for that. And, you know, nothing new under the sun. You got all this stuff going on. So we need the armor because Satan's, like, trying his best when you wind up defeating him at one thing, he's got something else under his sleeve just as quick. It's like a never-ending deal around here. It takes a lot of prayer. It takes fasting. He's always trying to do something. And it does say that he's trying to wear out the saints. And he would if he could. And one thing about it. If he ain't attacking you, you better be on your knees asking why he's not. Because if you're walking with him, why should he attack you? But if you're going against him, yeah, he's going to be on the warpath. And if you're ever fasting and praying and a witch knows about it, they, uh, if you fast three days, they're going to fast five days. What do you mean they'll fast five days? Because uh, it'll take them longer to get any kind of power than it would be Ahia uh, giving you power. Because Ahia is the most high, not the devil. And when they fast, they fast to him. 
like we fast for strength from Ahia. Think about that, y'all. They'll fast longer because it takes them longer. They're more dedicated, it seems like, than a lot of believers in the scriptures. Think about it. There's nothing new under the sun. It's the same old story. All right. They claim that there was a big uh, solar eclipse at Nineveh during the same time that Jonah went and preached to him. The eclipse, I don't think, is in the scriptures. Ah, but they claim that there was one then. And, uh, anyways, let's see what happened during Jonah's time. Why are you talking about because the same old story, same old song and dance, or nothing new under the sun? Jonah chapter 3. And the word of Ahijah came unto Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go unto Nineveh, that great city, and preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. So Jonah arose and went unto Nineveh, according to the word of Ahijah, Because Jonah didn't want to go and he wound up in the belly of a whale after being tossed in the sea. And then he prayed and asked Ahia and Ahia about him having spake to the fish and it vomited him out upon the dry land. And so Jonah chapter 3 starts this about in the word of Ahiah, came unto Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. So Jonah arose and went into Nineveh according to the word of Ahiah. Now Nineveh was an exceeding great city of three days' journey, and Jonah began to enter into the city a day's journey. And he cried and said, Yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. 
So the people of Nineveh believed Elohim and proclaimed a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest of them even to the least of them. For word came unto the king of Nineveh, and he arose from his throne, and he laid upon his robe from him, and covered him with sackcloth and sat in ashes. And he caused it to be proclaimed and published through Nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles, saying, Let neither man nor beast herd nor flock, taste anything, let them not feed nor drink water, but let man and beast be covered with sackcloth, and cry mightily unto Elohim, yea, let them turn every one from his evil way, and from the violence that is in his hand. Who can tell if Elohim will repent? will turn and repent and turn away from his fierce anger that we perish not. And Elohim saw their works that they turned from their evil way and Elohim relented of the disaster that he had said that he would do unto them and he did it not. So, think about that. He re, uh, how you repented of doing the uh, disaster that he was going to do to them. If they didn't uh, turn, you know, but they turned from their wicked ways and they humbled themselves and fasted and prayed and seek mercy and he heard and he answered and he relented of it he did not do it then well what does that have to do with now well okay nothing new under the sun, right? What it said, what we read in Ecclesiastes chapter 1. So what are you trying to say, James? Well, this April 8th is supposed to be a, a solar eclipse. And the all these states, the best place to witness these things, they're saying, is Nineveh, Texas, Nineveh here, Nineveh there, Nineveh at these different cities, like in Missouri, I think, and uh, in. Uh, Indiana, Nova Scotia, I mean, it's 
can't be a coincidence, can it? And could this be what actually I know as the days of Jonah is the only sign that he will show? Okay, for that generation. As Jonah was in the belly of the well for three days and three nights, so would Yeshia be in the heart of the ground or heart of the earth. Three days and three nights. Could this other be added to it too about Nineveh? Think about it. Nineveh, the great city. I think it was in Assyria. It got destroyed, but I think they claimed 150 years after Noah. I meant after Jonah. So, But anyways, I thought that would be, they claim that there was a, the same time that Jonah went to preach there, they did the, uh, there was a eclipse. So, nothing new under the sun. And uh, you know the unrighteous is not going to inherit the kingdom. It says, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of Ahia? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of Ahia. Think about that. 
And let's go to Romans chapter 1. Okay, we're going to start at verse 24. Wherefore, Ahia also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of Ahia into a lie and worshipped and served the creature more than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause, Ahia gave them up unto vile affection, for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the man, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meet. And even as they did not like to retain Allahim in their knowledge, Ahia gave them uh, over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. And, you know, uh, how you good all the time. And all the time, he is good. And, well, People winds up sinning, and then they try to blame him. But he's the one that created us. And it's not his fault if something happens. We're in a fallen world because we fail. But he sent his son, Yeshia, to die on that tree for us at Calvary. And on the third day, he rose again. So that we could have life and have it more abundantly. I mean, the devil wants us to sin. The devil tries to say, uh, gender, you could be in the other gender if you want, or you can make your own gender. No. Your gender's what you was born as. If you've got a male's private part, you're a male. 
If you've got female body part, you're a female. Well, I'm this, and I'm trapped in the other sex's body. No, you're not. He did not make a mistake. You're what your body is. Point blank. Maybe, you, well, you need to pray and seek a higher, and he can change you to what your mind to be what you're supposed to be by repenting of your sin putting, putting your faith, hope and trust in Yeshua and be baptized in the names of Ahia, Yeshua and the Rabbah Kadash for the remission of sins and for the sins of your forefathers And he will change you. Well, I was born this way. Well, you need to be born again. Which you can through Yeshua. Nothing new under the sun. Homosexuality leads to uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. It leads to that, yeah. He burned those places down. You don't want to be burned for eternity. So stop that stuff. Well, I want to marry another. You can't. Same sex is uh, legal. Not in a highest eyes it isn't. You're slapping him in the face and whoever uh, performs your wedding is slapping Ahaya in the face. How are they slapping him in the face? Because he ordained one man, one woman. He didn't ordain two men. He did not ordain two women. That's men ordaining, not him. And that thing, nothing new under the sun. Well, could that been the marriages they're talking about right here in Matthew chapter 24? During, as it is the days of Noah, so would it be the days of the Son of Man? For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying 
and given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and need not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the son of Adam be. They were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. There's nothing wrong with getting married if if it's uh, same as eating and drinking. What were they eating and drinking? Must have been animal flesh because they weren't supposed to before the flood anyway. The so-called in the Genesis 9 was after the flood when he was supposedly gave permission to eat the animals. Wasn't before the flood. So we don't think that that takes over Genesis chapter 1 verses 29 and 30 which was the original diet. That's why we don't eat animal flesh. But, okay, the uh, marriage and giving in marriage. Well, uh, marriage that was not authorized by Ahia would be uh, homosexual sin. I meant homosexual marriages. Or the angels with the women could have been both because men with men women with women is abomination unto Ahia whether they're married or not. So nothing new under the sun. We'll probably wind up doing a part two, if not today, or tonight, I mean, then tomorrow, a higher willing. Anyways, we all need Yeshua. He's the only way to the kingdom. And y'all be blessed in Yeshua's mighty name. Peace and Shalom. And give us a call at 407 476 7163. And y'all be blessed in Yeshua's mighty name. Peace and shalom from the both of us.